Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Julius Allman, CEO of MyCore Industries, a precision machining company in the aerospace and defense sectors. On this episode, Julius talks about MyCore including the company's ups and downs over the past two decades and its current growth mode. Please join me as I talk to Julius Ullman on the Business Alabama podcast. Julius, thank you for joining me on the Business Alabama podcast. Well, thank you very much for inviting us and, uh, and, our, and our, hear our story about MyCore here. Looking forward to it. But can we start with your story? Can you tell me where you're from and how you got to where you are? Yes, I was born in Dayton, Ohio, at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in the mid-50s, and my father was uh, a military officer who uh, in, went on and started around 1942 and ended his career in, in mid-1970s, and uh, was, a, was a pilot uh, most of those uh, years, and uh, uh, I was the last of four children, and we lived all over the world. Uh, we lived in uh, Europe a couple of times, lived in Africa, lived in Asia. Uh, and then transferred, of course, all over military bases in the United States. We came to Huntsville in 1972 when he retired from the U.S. military. Uh, Huntsville was starting to boom in the aerospace business and proceeded to come here after his retirement. My brothers and sisters and ultimately my parents all moved away, and I stayed here in Huntsville and became my hometown. And what what did you do from there? Did you start at MyCore in Huntsville, or or no? Did that come I, um, I and and I went to school and and ultimately uh, about nineteen seventy seven nineteen seventy eight I started my own company here in uh, in North Alabama. We were successful in growing that company pretty significantly until the mid nineteen eighties, and I sold it to a, a large conglomerate of uh, investment bankers in New York and in uh, mid to uh, mid 80s and went on from there to uh, continue working for other private and public companies, which ultimately led me to about mid 2000 to do M&A work for a big public company all over the world and buying up aerospace and other types of factories for them around the world. I then... Uh, Ended up running one of their divisions in California and and commuting all this time from Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> Never moved away, but just commuted for 25 years to different locations around the world. And then ultimately, uh, the, uh, the ownership of MyCore found me in uh, July of 2019 and asked me to join the team. It was a perfect chance for me to come home. Uh, and finish out my career at my favorite place, Madison County, Alabama, and uh, and stay home a little bit, not travel every week. We started this journey in uh, 19, 2019, and uh, we're still um, moving it forward today. Well, tell me a little bit about my course history, if you could, because it, yeah, it, it, sure. it's been around almost two decades, right? It has. That's correct. It was started by a, a gentleman that was originally uh, from Houston, Texas, and uh, worked in the machining business for, I think, the oil and gas business. He uh, met his bride uh, somehow, and she was from Decatur, Alabama, 
and uh, he came here and started a business in uh, 1999 called MyCore Industries. He was, um, in the early days, very successful. I had the ability to uh, grow the company, and by 2014 or 15, he had grown MyCore into a, a North Alabama institution, probably a $14 million company uh, doing machine work for the oil and gas industry. The government uh, government projects, um, uh, mostly on some small weapon systems a little bit. And he had a little bit of aerospace work. And uh, from there, um, some things in the economy changed in the oil and gas world. Uh, MyCor uh, hit some uh, low points in their career and, and the company had um, moved backwards to about uh, $4 million in revenue. And uh, the oil and gas industry really, really hurt them. Also, the situation down in uh, the Gulf uh, when we had the uh, uh, undersea oil uh, spill in Alabama, in the Gulf of Mexico, around right. Panhandle of Florida in Alabama. And uh, he sold the company to its current owners in May of 2018. And uh, MyCore at that point was at its probably lowest revenue point since 2003, 2004. And uh, had gone from 130 employees to probably um, 33 employees. And from there, the new owners, the Thorne Family, Thorne Family Trust, purchased the company. They revitalized the company, improved the balance sheet, started putting in some equity that needed to be put in. And the company started its turnaround. It stabilized a little bit. And in July of 2019, they uh, we found each other, the Thorns and myself, and we uh, decided to put a team together that could revitalize the company and take this newfound equity and and move the company forward. And we've had uh, tremendous growth, and and the execution of the team here has changed the company significantly. We completely got out of the oil and gas business, and we are 100% now either uh, non-commercial aerospace, meaning that it's space flight, or uh, it is direct military contracts or sub-tiers to the Raytheons, Lockheeds, uh, in uh, different types of weapon systems and missile systems. And the company today has uh, uh, flourished and moving forward significantly. So it's been a been quite a ride for MyCore in, in North Alabama. And today it's um, it's uh, it's just continuing massive growth. And o- over those two decades, the aerospace industry has also changed significantly. Can you talk a, a little bit about that? Because I assume that that's what opened it up to MyCore. It, it so. did. And there's no question that in the last 20 years, commercial aerospace, meaning the Blue Origins, the the SpaceX and uh, and others, you know, have opened opportunities that that we just wouldn't have thought about 20 years ago. You know, thinking about commercial aerospace and, and moving forward. Also, the growth of the 737 Max, 787, uh, the big Airbus 380, uh, all these new technologies that were developed uh, have have opened up all types of new uh, material sciences, uh, new types of uh, uh, 
fiber uh, fiber cables and, and, and machining of uh, connectors and uh, high-tech electronics um, that all requires now multiple technologies. And, and for us and for uh, MyCore, we've been fortunate enough to uh, uh, be able to participate in these different programs and we've invested our capital to be able to produce products for these new technologies. You, you mentioned a couple of the low points leading up to this, but now you're, you seem to be in the midst of an expansion in Alabama. Can you tell me about that and, and what your vision of growth is? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're very fortunate here at MyCore. Um, it's a story that's not heard very often. Uh, we were a company in 2019 uh, that had a, a negative EBITDA. Um, we, are, we were stagnant in our growth. And we were able to, at mid-year, turn that around by year-end to be at a positive EBITDA in earnings. Um, we uh, were able to improve revenue by 100% in six months over the first six months of, uh, of that year. Uh, then the year ended, and uh, we ended in all categories in positive uh, area. And in January of uh, 2020, COVID hit. Who would have ever thought about COVID hitting? And we were, um, our team was, um, you know, we have several of our executives here that are international travelers. And we had heard some rumors in, early, in late December and early January of 20 and late of 19 that there was a virus in, uh, in Asia. And most of the team here that has been senior executives with me remember the SARS days and H1N1 in China things like that. We came back in January and we prepared for uh, that we knew it would ultimately circle the globe, or at least we thought it would. And we, we prepared ourselves for it even before the rest of the country was moving in such drastic directions. We, 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 we thought about what we need to do to make sure that we could keep our place safe. So we were a few months ahead of schedule. This allowed us, uh, when COVID hit full blown here by March, of 2020, we had uh, prepared our intern, our manufacturing, cycling, everything else. And so 2020 for us, we grew 100% in revenue in, in 2020 during the COVID. So we worked very hard to keep our employees safe, our team safe. And I think we only had two cases of COVID in 2020 within our whole factory. Both of those cases were in the Christmas timeframe of 2020. And they were over the holidays. So we never had any COVID cases inside our facility. We also put in procedures that any employee that didn't feel good that day or felt sick at home or family member, they would not lose one hour of pay. They were to stay home, contact us seven days out. And because in those days, testing wasn't easy, wasn't available. And uh, so we made sure our employees were safe. We made sure they were paid. And um, this kept morale up. Uh, our customers leaned on us because we had availability and, and uh, open machine time to be able to take on more jobs than we normally would because other competitors were, were facing some more difficult times than we were. And so uh, that was a great year for us uh, in, in reestablishing my core going forward. So it was uh, it was a tremendous growth and it worked out well for us. 
You, you've mentioned the Thorne Family Trust purchasing MyCore a few years ago. Can you can you talk about that and how it changed MyCore's uh, trajectory? And uh, um, we again, we've discussed it a little bit, but can you specifically the Thorne Family Trust and how they influenced it? Yeah, yeah. Kurt Thorne was a, a businessman from uh, grew up in North Carolina, uh, simple family. Um, put himself through college and MBA school and uh, went to work for the large insurance company uh, and spent the next 15 years or so working across, you know, Hartford, Connecticut, San Francisco, Denver, Colorado, in different segments of the healthcare industry um, on the payer side. He then was asked um, in about 2000, to become COO, CEO of a small little $10 million company in Franklin, Tennessee, which was developing, which is today the largest and probably the leading uh, technology area for third-party contracting of managing of healthcare for the big hospitals and call centers and things like that. He took over a small little company there in uh, approximately 2000. And uh, they were $10 million when he when he went there. He sold off uh, $9 million of the, of the business to HealthSouth. Uh, and he reestablished them as uh, a different type of business model. And 16 years later, they were $1.6 billion in revenue. Mm. And uh, so it's a great American success story of the, of the Thorne family. They, they sold the company in 2016-17, and uh, the uh, oldest son was uh, an international banker uh, in Hong Kong working for HSBC. Both uh, Kurt's grandchildren had been uh, born in Hong Kong. He decided uh, that he and, this, he and his son wanted to form part of the Thorne Trust to do some private equity slash family investment outside your standard investment they wanted to uh, they wanted to give back for their success and so they set a criteria that the success had to be the companies that they might purchase and try to grow uh, had to be within 120 miles of Nashville they had to um, uh, create blue-collar educational jobs that could continue to educate the employees and the jobs would stay in America. And uh, the third was that they were willing to put in 10 million, up to 10 million in equity and do a two to one debt to equity ratio, which would mean a $30 million deal maximum uh, on the purchase side. And, um, and then ultimately that the company could grow and have a multiple that would, would provide a profit for the trust and or the family. MyCore was that first acquisition uh, of the family. They've done ultimate other other areas of uh, of uh, acquisitions, but we're the uh, I like to think that we're the the first, and we're also their model uh, model candidate uh, of how we've uh, grown the company. We've taken MyCore from a, a very very minor value uh, shareholder value to to today where the, uh, my core is on its way to be, you know, in, in a seven figures uh, net value. 
Julius, one topic that particularly recently has tended to come up again and again, no matter who I'm talking to on this podcast, is the need for more qualified workers out there. Is that the same for your sector? Are, are you concerned about that? And, and what has yeah. been the impact? A- of that? Absolutely. We, we, that, is the, that is actually the hardest part of our, uh, of our business today. It's almost uh, impossible in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, to to keep this growth up and find workers to move forward. We have, you know, 400 aerospace companies in North Alabama. Uh, it's a special place here. You know, we're some of the highest per capita educational in America, in this town, in this area. We're not graduating enough of what I call the, the, uh, the high technology blue collar worker that understands uh, uh, CNC machining uh, and engineering side of that, which is uh, at a manufacturing level because we don't design anything here. Uh, we don't design engineers aren't what we do. We, we take a print from a Raytheon or from a, a Lockheed and we produce what they have put on that print. That is our biggest issue. Uh, we just, we're trying to find employees that are willing to come from the West Coast. We're, we're looking at offering, you know, housing for a year, family housing, helping people even potentially put down payments on their homes. How can we bring in solid uh, educational uh, blue collar, uh, in, uh, you know, two-year engineers out of the schools and, and get them here and, 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 and provide a, a great place for them? It's the hardest part of the thing we have to do, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's limiting growth, no question. I'd like to switch gears uh, a little bit here and, and get to some questions that we call business casual questions. And it's just checking with you, you know, pop culture things, what you're reading, what you're listening to. Some of it could be business oriented, just to get a, a, a better idea of who you are. Do you listen to podcasts? Can you tell me what you've I been do. listening to? I listen to a few. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, a, a YouTube uh, uh, YouTube uh, technology guy. Uh, I think I probably spend uh, 80% of my free time at night or on the weekend that I'm not working or doing something outside, uh, probably, um, you know, watching aerospace videos and clips of of famous aircraft and designing of aircraft or ships. It just fascinates me, the engineering side of it. What about books? Are you a reader? Yeah, I am a huge reader. I'm, I'm a big Dean R. Kuntz and uh, uh, Clancy type uh, novels uh, of uh, action fiction. Uh, I like most of my reading is post-World War II. I'm not a big historical fiction guy, but, uh, you know, prior to World War II. But uh, post-World War II uh, novels uh, are just fabulous for me. <clears throat> I'm also a big biography guy. Uh, again, it all falls around mostly engineering, the, the technical side of the world, you know, from that standpoint. So that's a lot of reading, a lot of YouTube, uh, technical videos is my world. Can you relax on the weekends? What, what would you consider a perfect Saturday for you? You know, a, a relaxation for me is... Um, is uh, spending time with a, a few close friends uh, here in North Alabama. And, uh, of course, watching Alabama or Auburn football is always fun to do for me. I don't watch a lot of uh, uh, TV. I'm a 
big reader of the New York Times. I try to read everything from, you know, all different persuasions of the uh, of the different uh, sides of the uh, of the issue to uh, acknowledge what we're at and where we're to go. Uh, I'm a huge traveler. Uh, I've traveled to 92 plus countries in the world. I have dear friends around the world, so when I have a little extra time, that's what I do normally is I travel. And I want to circle back to the job for the last two questions, just the, the, the age-old questions. What are the best part and what is the best part and what is the worst part of your job? I think the best part of my job is, is, is to finish my career working with some of the finest people in Decatur, Alabama, that, that have so much pride and uh, so much passion to see us succeed, to see what MICOR has done. We've gone from this 3 million to anticipating this year, let's say over 20 million in two years, uh, to do that during COVID. And that's not done by the management team. That's done by the people that come to work every single day here and care about their jobs. And uh, I think the pleasure of leading that team is, is, is the greatest thing in my career. I would do this job for free. What about the worst part? Doing the job for free. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part probably is having to deal with the bureaucracies of, uh, of, uh, of the different uh, government agencies. And, uh, and uh, I'm a person who, who believes in come bringing everything down to a very simple, common answer. Uh, everything I do in my life is, a, is an ABC box. And I hate getting tied up thinking about C items because they don't make any difference in the world. And most people worry about uh, the C item and they forget about what's happening up in the A box. And so focusing, uh, trying to get everybody to focus and, and understand that is probably the most frustrating and toughest thing for me to do. I can't thank you enough for joining me on the Business Alabama podcast today. I thank you very much too. And I appreciate you uh, talking about my core industries and the wonderful team here. I wish you all the best and please be safe. You too. Thank you. My thanks to Julius Allman, CEO of MyCore Industries, and to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.